0: Okay, welcome back. So when we left off, we, we made a really important definition which is that confidence is the ability to trust yourself. And so if that's true, then what do the people that we trust most all have in common? Well, you might've answered things like when they say they're gonna do something, they do it, they're reliable. When they tell you something, you know that it's true, they're trustworthy. When they value something in the world, their actions actually reflect those values and so they have integrity. All of these things are true The way that I like to sum all that up and put it into words is that we trust those who live by a code. We trust those who live by a code. Now your code is essentially the principles that you live your life by. It's like your operating system for how you live your life and your confidence, your trust in yourself will be equal to how well you follow that code. So for example, if discipline is a really important part of your code, which it is for a lot of basketball players, but you're missing workouts, you're not doing the work that you know you need to do, how much are you really gonna trust yourself? How confident are you really gonna feel? Well, not all that confident, right? Because you're always breaking your trust, you're breaking your code. If you really value integrity, if integrity is a part of your code, but you're telling white lies to get out of trouble, telling people things that you think they wanna hear rather than things that are actually true, How much are you gonna trust yourself? How confident are you gonna feel? Again, not very confident because you're breaking your code. And uh, another one, if part of your code is courage, but you're backing down from challenges, you're not taking on the toughest assignments, you are um, not wanting the ball in your hands at the end of games, taking the last shot, How much are you gonna trust yourself? How confident are you gonna feel if you're always breaking your code? So your confidence, once again, is going to be equal to how well you follow your code. And I know on the surface this sounds simple, it's a whole lot more radical than you probably think, all right, and I'll give you a few examples of what I mean. In the army, for example, they rely on a code called the warrior ethos. So the warrior ethos, a part of that code, is that um, the the way that they define it is to never leave a man behind. You've probably heard of that in movies, TV shows. Never leave a man behind means that every single person in the unit can have confidence in everybody else in the unit and those in command that they will not be left behind no matter what no matter how the the battle is going they won't be left behind they can trust their life to everybody around them and make no mistake like game seven in the nba finals type of pressure (laughs) that is nothing compared to being under fire in the heat of battle in a war (laughs) okay so that is when you really need confidence and again i have not been in a war i'm just imagining but i can imagine pretty certainly that that's a higher pressure situation all right so that is where a code is absolutely fundamental like without that code the entire unit breaks down and they can't trust each other with their lives which means it's every man for themselves and the entire unit falls apart so if you're in charge if you're one of the commanders would you rather lose a battle but keep your code intact or win a battle but but break your code and sacrifice it and lose all the confidence in that code. Well, if you're a good commander, you would much rather lose the battle, but keep your code intact because that code is gonna stay with you through every battle that you're in. If the code is broken, everybody loses confidence in everybody around them and those in command and everything falls apart, all right? So the code is more important than even success. Upholding your code in the face of every situation that you find yourself in, success or failure, praise and criticism no matter what happens your code is the most important thing all right in the in the army it's literally life and death and also it's life and death in our society so think about the way that our society is constructed is made up of laws is made up of a a really well-defined and well-thought-out constitution or hopefully um, hopefully well-defined and so in our society if rather than having these very clearly defined laws, a clearly defined code that we follow, what would happen if they just made suggestions, (laughs) you know? Like the basketball player who says, you know, discipline is a part of my code, or um, I I really value integrity, but doesn't really clearly define it. What would happen if a society said things like, you know, it's better if you don't murder people, it's better if you don't steal. Well, (laughs) if that society doesn't have a code, that society doesn't exist. All right. Make no mistake; like it descends into utter chaos. People die. That society essentially, like humanity, goes extinct without a code. You can see this now, like how how important this is. <laughs> it's life and death in a society. And yet, as individuals within that society, so few of us have ever clearly defined our code. And so, internally, we are in chaos. It's no wonder that so many people in the world feel anxious, feel uncertain, feel. Um, not so good about themselves in a lot of cases because that code is not well-defined and we don't have actions that back up that code. So if we're gonna develop a really clear code for ourselves, it has to be precise, rational, well-thought-out, unambiguous, meaning no gray area. We know exactly what actions to take in every scenario. It has to be that way. Otherwise, it's chaos and our code means nothing, all right? This This is like, again, in the army, if they said, you know, try to bring everybody home, that's a very different thing from never leave a man behind. So the, the way that we construct our code is very important. And the way that I like to describe this is corrupt code versus clean code. We go back to that computer analogy. If we have a computer that's corrupt, that's glitching out all the time, <laughs> we're not going to be able to use that thing very well. When we have clean, well-defined code, we get this like streamlined supercomputer. That's what we're building here. So. To drive this home i want to give you a couple examples of like a a corrupt code so this is going to be a little bit extreme but let's say like a society for example like nazi germany in in a dictatorship they have a code like it's obvious that they've they've developed their their code it's just not a very good one (laughs) it's not the right one and it's certainly not the right one for the most members of that society it's a corrupt code so you can see how like just having a code is not enough you want the right code you want clean code rather than corrupt code on an individual level that's not so intense (laughs) we will talk about like being loyal to a fault okay if loyalty is a part of your code but you haven't really defined what that means what happens when one of your best friends starts doing something that is illegal or wrong do you stay loyal to them and do you like follow him down into this pit of disaster or do you say like no i'm not going to stay loyal to you if you choose to do that that's where you really need to know what your code is all right if you say that uh, discipline is a part of your code but you find yourself being excessively disciplined to the point where you're actually running your body into the ground which a lot of players in deep game a lot of players that i've worked with fall for this i did myself i had career ending injuries as a result of this so excessive discipline is a really corrupt code you want to very clearly define what that code of discipline means for you again we used that example before never leave a man behind is very different from try to bring everybody home We need it as clear and precise as like, never leave a man behind. This is what our code means, this is what we stand for, this is who we are, this is how we uphold our code. That is what what truly builds inner confidence. And I know that, um, We, we, we're going to get into next how to define this code, but I, I want to make really clear exactly what the benefits are in basketball because the benefits outside of basketball off the court are pretty clear, right? Like this is kind of what you might call good person confidence or adult confidence. It's this mature form of confidence that stays with you where you feel good within yourself. You know that you're a good person no matter what happens. You're reliable. You're trustworthy. You have integrity. All of these things are great off the court and they're super important <laughs> and you will feel very confident off the court. However, the, uh, I'll, I'll share a radical thought with you, okay? Because the benefits on the court might not be so clear to every player. So radical thought. For most basketball players that I've worked with, one of the driving forces behind their desire to be really great in basketball is actually to develop this form of inner confidence. It's not that we want inner confidence in order to play better on the basketball court. We actually wanna play better on the basketball court in order to feel inner confidence, <laughs> right? You see, like if you wanted to, if you, you wanna become this dominant 20 point per game player, what you really want is how that will make you feel right? And the way that you will feel is confident in yourself. If you're not feeling confident right now, basketball is sort of like the solution that many players have to that problem. We're just cutting out the middleman and going straight to the inner confidence so that you're not reliant on basketball to build all of your confidence for you. What this gives you is like nothing short of superpowers. Essentially, what it gives you is freedom. You can step on the court, and not have to rely on the way that you play to fulfill all of your confidence for you, so there's no pressure. It doesn't matter how you play anymore. And that, (laughs) in a paradoxical way, as we all know, helps us to play so much better because we can finally relax into the game. We finally don't feel this life and death pressure about, if I play well, I'm going to feel great. If I play terrible, I'm not going to be able to live with myself afterwards. No, like all of that can go away and we can just sink into the love of the act of playing the game itself we have freedom it's sort of like um, (laughs) in a negotiation in business the person who wins the negotiation is the person who needs it less the person who actually can walk away from the negotiation that's the person who wins and so in the same way the player who doesn't need to play well to feel good about themselves is the player that's going to play better it's uh to use another (laughs) another analogy In a relationship, if you are totally dependent on the other person to make you feel good, how well do you think that relationship is gonna function? It's way too much pressure on the other person, and so you become needy, you become clingy, and the relationship falls apart, and usually there's heartbreak. That's what a lot of players are doing with basketball. You're expecting basketball to fulfill you entirely, and yet, a much better method a much better method is to come to basketball already fulfilled so that you are free to simply enjoy the game one of our players auntie has this really famous quote he's a professional basketball player and one of the top fiba three on three players in the world um, just recently retired and he has this really famous saying he said you play free (laughs) you play free you play free of all this mental baggage all this pressure you can just walk onto the court and hoop You know, like the way that we love to play, it's the most beautiful way to play this game. And that's what inner confidence gives to you when you're developing it through practicing and living your code in everyday life. The inner confidence that it it gives you is this unshakable, like absolute knowing of who you are, what you stand for, that you are a good person all the way through to your core. And so no matter what happens on the basketball court, it's not going to touch you. It's not going to touch you. And so you develop this like coat of armor <laughs> where even if you have a terrible game, it's it's not going to hurt you nearly as much. If people are criticizing you for your play, it's not going to hurt you nearly as much because you know what you're about. All right. So it gives you again, this superpower. You can imagine in like going back to that relationship analogy, if you come into the relationship, As this reliable, trustworthy, solid person of integrity with deep inner confidence, because you know you're a good person no matter what, how much easier is it going to be on that other person to be in that relationship with you? How much more attracted to you are they going to be? It's the same way in basketball, okay? So make no mistake, like this is a deep, deep, deep superpower that you're developing here. And in our next chapter, we are going to get into exactly how we're going to develop this. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed this clip. And if you'd like to watch the full-length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.